you just getting into meditation and stuff like that and just being more disciplined i feel like i lack a lot of a lot in that aspect okay all right um so uh meditation and discipline so is it is it discipline for your meditation or more of you want to start meditation and then you also want discipline in other areas of your life as well discipline and meditation is like crucial but then also discipline in other aspects of life as well or just day-to-day -day basis okay um what are some other areas in your life you're looking to have more discipline in just in general, like stuff with school, because I'm an athlete and I don't do school like, uh, you know, on a daily basis, I don't go to school. So I do it online and I cannot stick to that. Like it's, it's impossible for me to actually sit down and fully focus and do school. Okay. Um, what, uh, what are you going to school for? What was that? Sorry. What are you going to school for? What do you mean? What am I going? Like just to finish school? To me, that's that's just uh, that's all I want to do. I just want to finish school and get it over with. Oh, okay. So just um, so like general education. So high school. Yeah, high school. I mean, last two years of high school. Okay. Um, what sport do you play? Football, uh, soccer. You guys would call it football for us. Okay. And why do you, why do you want to meditate? Because I know that it benefits me. Like I've done it before and it has benefited me a lot and it's helped me a lot, but I just can't stick to it. I can't stick to it like on a daily basis where I do it for even five minutes. But when I have done it, it's really helped me a lot. Okay. So what's the drawback in, in school? Where, where is, where's, where's the issue at? I lose focus. Lose focus. I, just, I, I don't really. Obviously, I don't enjoy it as much, but I wouldn't be able to just sit there and do school for like an hour, two hours, three hours. I'll either get you know frustrated and just stop doing it and all, or you know I'll do it for like what forty minutes, fifteen minutes, something like that, and then I just drop it for the next what two days. Okay. How does that how does that work with you as far as your how are your grades? I mean, when I'm actually doing school, my grades are good. Like I've completed everything and I've done it, you know, up to the standards, but I just don't enjoy it. I don't tend to stay focused on it. Do you have plans to go to school after you graduate? It honestly just depends on football or soccer. Because my aim is to take like a, after I finish school to take a gap year or well, in January, I'm going to be leaving like my parents and I'm going to be going to the UK and I'm just going to trial with teams there. And if that doesn't, cause I'm 17 now, if that doesn't work by the time I'm 18 or 19, then I'm going to go into college, like look to play in the US and division one and stuff like that. That's the only like aspect I look at at school just to help me with football. All right. Well, that's that's what you have to do then. If you want to play soccer, you have to go to school. Um, so where? So you lose. You're not interested in school. I, I I mean, I don't blame you. I wasn't interested either, especially if you don't have a, like a goal for school. Do you, other than to well, that's your goal to play soccer. School is your yeah. your way to play soccer. So if you don't 
go to school, you, you're not doing well in school, um, you can't play soccer. Um, so let's find some solutions to maybe making school a bit more, you, you have a bit more focus on it. I think your your focus should be that okay if I don't do my schoolwork I can't play soccer. Um, is it? Yeah, is it it's, it's like because in the moment right now I can play soccer. I'm, I'm in a team now and I'm playing and I'm I'm fine here. But I feel like I only I only tend to realize things when I'm you know in the deep end when I'm actually when it's actually affecting me. That's the only time I start to realize you know I have to change. That's what I realized about myself. Okay, so you realize that you need a you need to be able to focus more in school because that's your way to play soccer, and you need to yeah. meditate or be more meditation. Yeah. Why Why do you think you you should be meditating? So other than you know, what what benefits do you see from it? Because it would just make me happy. Like when I would meditate, it was like I'd focus on kind of like the future i'd focus on what my ideal perspective of life would look like and that would just make me happy and it would just i remember when i used to do it what i think i sucked it for a week or two overall i was just really happy then. okay so what does that ideal life look like get a football contract be able to make money off of playing football because i mean I don't really enjoy anything in school. I don't see a, I don't want to do something in life that I don't enjoy. That's the one thing I fear in life is like, you know, forcing myself to get up every morning to do something I don't enjoy at all. Because, you know, for example, like my dad, he's really successful. He's done a lot in life, but I know deep down he doesn't enjoy it. So I don't want to. Go ahead. Yeah. All right, so you have a fear of not being able to do something or a fear of not being able to do something you love. Waking up and having to do something you, you just don't like doing. Yeah. Um, well, you're going to have to do... You're going to have to do something you don't like doing to be able to do something that you do like doing. It, it kind of balances out. Um, it doesn't have to balance out. Well, right now, you can kind of see the balance between I have to do school, something I don't like doing, to play soccer. And life is, is going to keep throwing those same kind of um, those those scenarios at you. You're going to have to do this so that you can do this. And with even with soccer, I'm sure there are some things about it. Like maybe maybe you like practicing, maybe you like uh, everything about it. But there there has to be some aspect of it that you don't exactly like, even if you didn't have to do school. So like if you don't do school and it's just soccer, there's going to pop there's something's going to pop up where. You you like soccer, but there's some aspect of it that you don't like. There, there's always going to be that thing that balances out what you do like. And the better you're able to deal with that balance, I think the more grounded you are going to be when you're doing the things that you're doing. I do get that in a way, but yeah, I, I understand it. But I just, you know, sometimes like people tell me to go into different aspects of football, you know, because at my age, a lot of usually if you're playing football at my age, 
and you're not in a youth team or something like that, then it's hard uh, to actually accomplish what you want. And a lot of people have told me to go into different aspects of football and stuff like that, but I feel like what I want to do is I want to play football. Obviously, I don't love it 24-7, but at least I enjoy it. In the moment, I it's like I forget about everything, and it's just that's the only thing I'm focusing on. Okay. And yeah, basically, my the past two years has just been playing football. The past two years in my life, I've just been dedicated the whole time for the football. All right, so it's it's worth it. The the things you don't like about football are worth just being able to play football. Yeah. Um, but is it the same with school? Is school worth being able to play football? Obviously, I could say right now, yeah, it's worth being in school to play football. But I feel like if I were to go away right now from this you know, meeting and then someone would tell me to go do my schoolwork, I just wouldn't do it. I'd sit there for 20, 30 minutes. I wouldn't do it. It's like after an hour. After what? An hour. Like when? When do you kick in and actually do it? You know, uh, the actual the only day I actually properly sat down, I sat down for maybe two hours. To me, it felt like I was sitting there for five hours, six hours, and I felt happy with myself, you know, doing it. But you know, obviously, I feel like I don't know, like. It's just getting the getting past the fact of you know getting fed up with it, because I'll sit there for twenty minutes, I'll start doing it, and then I'll just get fed up. That's where I tend to stop most of the time. And then, so with that two hours that you sat down, were you able? Are you are you seeing problems in school? Like, are you failing right now? I'm not failing, but I just I wouldn't say I'm failing, but. I kind of, I kind of want to say I'm struggling. Are you? Yeah. Are you? My grades are fine. My my grades are fine, but I just feel like I'm struggling in school. What What are fine grades to you? I mean, thing is, the difference with online school it's it's really weird. It's like you do an assignment, you finish, you give it in, and then they just grade it. And I've gotten what. I don't know how they grade it in the U.S., but for us, it's just in percentages. And each test, I've gotten 70%, 80%, especially in like Spanish and history, which I actually enjoy. I've gotten 85 90%. And then obviously stuff like math, which I least tend to enjoy, and English, 60%, 65 something like that. Okay, so in the U.S., 65% is not good enough to continue. What is it? online school was the where does that put you i think it's just overpassing i think because usually it's i think 60 percent and above your passing basically okay well okay that's that's how it is in the u.s too it's like um we go by letters but um 60 yeah. would give you a d and that that passes you 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 get to move on but like if you want to apply to colleges they don't accept that mm -hmm. is it is it the same thing over there guess so okay because um, i mean American curriculum, but it's just based on percentages okay and so 
Well, well, there's one hole in. So if you want to go to the U.S. and play D1, um, probably unless you are, I'm not saying you're not, but unless you are probably like the 1% of the 1% that get to go play D1, they're not going to accept mm-hmm. rates lower than than probably about 70%. They can work with you if you're 70%, but if you're 60%, they can't allow that because they need their their overall academics for the school and how their students are doing to to reflect how good of a school they are. Yeah. So what's the other option? So you you take this gap year, you play with some traveling teams. Where does that where does that put you? What does that lead to? That's my ideal like that's where my whole, you know, mindset is on. The U.S. in college is just basically like a fallback plan. Like now I'm training because I, I live in Dubai and my parents are here. And yeah, we've been here for a long time. And um, just before this, I was in Spain, playing in Spain. But I got an injury. So in around just at the end of last season, which was June, I came back here and I decided like, with my coaches here and my doctor here, we decided that I was going to stay here up until January, fully focus on getting my body back in shape and focusing on football, like in my own aspect and with the team. And then I just go go to the UK in January and travel with the teams there. If it goes well, it goes well. If it doesn't, then I guess I have to go to the US. So if it goes well, where do you go? I sign a contract. I sign a contract. I start making money. It doesn't. Okay. You sign a contract. It goes well. You start a contract. You start making money. If you don't sign a contract, you go to the U.S., which means you have to get your grades up. Yeah. Either way, if even if I sign a contract there, I'm still going to continue with school, but just not as, you know, 100%, which I'm meant to be doing right now. Okay. Well, what do you... So after after you finish up after you graduate right now and you go to college what do you want what do you want to do So aside from football what do you what do you want to study what are you going to study I like studying a lot about the mind like psychology you could say it in a certain aspect but not the psychology they teach in school like the stuff that uh, for example like Jordan B Peterson the stuff that he has the books that he has and different type of just stuff about the mind. And I enjoy stoicism a lot. And I just enjoy stuff about self-discipline, basically, which I love to read it and try to put it in my, into my life, but I never stick to it. But I feel myself just learning more about the mind. If I ever end up going to college, I'd want to study the mind. Okay. Why don't you feel yourself, um, well, why don't you feel yourself sticking to it? Aside from focus or lack of focus or just getting fed up with it, you know, where, where does that stem from? Like, what, what's really getting in the way of that? I feel like it's just, yeah, me just getting fed up, me just getting angry. Like, the one thing I also um, have an issue with is controlling my anger. It's been a lot better, but there's still that issue. Okay. For example, if I'm set to do a task, I can get angry really easily if it doesn't, you know, 
end up going how I wanted to. Okay. For example, if I'm you know going through slides, reading through it, and I don't understand something, and I read it again, I don't understand it again. I get pissed off and I stop. Anger is one of the it's one of the core emotions. Like we we have circuits in our brain. Anger is one of those circuits, and anger stems from something being like scientifically anger. Anger's purpose is um, when something gets in your way, you get angry um, because it's holding you. It's holding you back. It's 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 kind of like something gets in your way and you get angry because you want to be on the other side of of the thing that got in your uh, got in your way. Um, but you have to. You can't look at it as you can't let that anger defeat you. Um, so like if you're reading your slides and you're getting angry, you're like, yeah, you might get angry. Um, but if you stop, then your anger is not that your anger won. Um, the slides won. Like um, the slides are, are in your way to getting towards whatever you're trying to get towards, playing soccer, getting good grades. And you, you, you kind of you're giving the slides the power. You're giving the schoolwork the power to have you get fed up, get angry, and get and quit. And it's very similar similar to to women. Um, if you're if you're trying to you know talk to a girl or have a girlfriend, have a relationship, and you get angry because she does something or something happens in the relationship, and you get fed up, I mean you can I mean you can hit her, you can yell, you can do all that. That's not what you should do. do. But you could also quit in that you and there's a third option you you communicate you get through it you get past your anger you you handle the situation to the best of your abilities and you get to the other side but to get to the other side you have to know what's on the other side and ask yourself or know before you even get to those obstacles is what's on the other side worth getting through the obstacles and working through that anger in a productive way right. because if you get angry and you quit then that's that's it. Um, you don't get to go to school. You don't get to go to the U.S. and you don't get to play professionally either. Because every time something happens, you're angry and you quit. Um, that anger is a sign that you need to be working harder. That you need to be addressing something and and getting through it. That's what that anger is. And the the more control you have over that well, you're going to be able to get through your obstacles a lot quicker and a lot easier. But thing is, I don't know how to get control over it. Like, I've tried so many. My parents, basically, they, they sent me to boarding school when I was 13 because of my anger. Okay. I, I've spent two years there, and okay. it's still... I, it, I've gotten much better. Like, not to, you know... Um, What's the word? Be cocky about it. But I have gotten better. I've noticed that I've gotten better because, you know, if I was in a relationship back when I was in boarding school, I would have, you know, if I get angry, I get angry. That's it, finished. I don't want to see you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to associate with you at all. But at least now I'm able to move past the situation, try and talk about it. But there's still that little part of me that holds on to things and always resorts back to it. Um... What do you think that part of you is? I'm not too sure. I don't know. I don't know why it is there. And, and it's really frustrating because 
you know, the people close to me, like I love them a lot, you know, I really want to move past things, but especially, you know, with my mother, um, me and her, we get into a lot of arguments. I tend to be more calm about it now, but she says a lot of things that, you know, hurt me and stuff like that. And whenever I have a normal conversation with her, my mind always jumps back to that thing that she said to me, you know, a week ago or a month ago, or even stuff that's happened five years ago, six years ago. I still remember it to this day. And I'm not able to fully move past it. So that's understandable. Um, well, why would you want to move past it in the first place? Just to be able to be more free. Not to think about it, because it's just, you know, especially in a relationship, you know, if I'm talking to a girl or something, even if I'm a bit, I've been with a girl six, five months, five, six months, seven months, eight months, doesn't matter. They do something in the first month. I'll move past it because I'm trying to be more mature about it. But that, you know, that old me is still inside of me and I still thinking about it. Well, how do you move past it? I force myself to, I just, you know, it's not that, I, I don't feel like I ever move past it. I just learn to deal with it. Like it happened, it happened. Okay, there's nothing I can do about it. I want to be with the person, so I have to move forward. That, that's true. I think you're missing half of it, though. Um, and I think it applies to the, probably the relationship with your mom and school as well. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> You, you want to get past it. You want to get over it. You want to move forward. But it's not just, okay, I, I let go. Like half of it is just letting go so that you can continue to move forward. Because if you don't let go, you get stuck. That's, that's even worse. But you want to combine it with also dealing with it um, in the correct way that you feel like it needs to be dealt with. So that's difficult because it's trial and error. You're going to have to try different things out. And that's probably going to frustrate you even more because things aren't going to work out the way you think they're going to work out when you try to go solve them. However, if you don't that's give yourself the opportunity to do that at all, um, what's going to happen is, you know, that one thing is going to happen in that first month with a girl um, and you, and you decide to move past it. Okay. Well, you move past it. Um, but the second time it happens, you move past it, you move past it, you move past it at, at a certain point. Um, that's what the relationship is. And if you don't speak up about it in like the first month or the, I, I usually give it, okay, it happens once. Okay. Maybe I'm perceiving it wrong. Maybe I need to handle things a little bit better. Second time. Okay. I'm going to pay a bit more, you know, attention to this third time. Okay. There's definitely something up. I either need to speak to this person or really kind of look at myself and see what's going on here because you, you need to, you need to deal with it. Um, not just internally saying, okay, it is what it is, but also taking action to make things how you want them. And you want, you kind of want your heart in the right place. You know, you want to try to do the right thing, but you also can't sacrifice doing what you feel you need to for your own progress for the sake of, you know, just moving on or getting rid of the anger. Because the way you're really going to tackle that anger is by, is by kind of, I don't want to say integrating it, but actually dealing with the situation, even if you're, angry in that situation because sometimes just getting it out and, and learning what you have to learn through that expression of anger in a controlled way is, is what you need to is are the tools that you're going to need to to move past it in the future as well yeah i understand i mean 
I've obviously tried a lot of things to be able to move faster, but I'm not sure why. It's just back to what I said earlier. It's just that always that little piece that still holds on to it. That's what I'm trying to let go of. Because I feel like, you know, um, a person does something the first time, all right, no worries, it's fine. But even if I'm still with that person a year later, I'll still be in the back of my mind that little thing that happened in the first month will still be in the back of my mind, you know, I'll still be thinking about it. Which annoys me a lot because I don't I don't like to think about it. I want to be able to move faster. I don't Yeah, like it just it messes with my mind a lot. You have to you have to address it. Even if it's something small, if you're still holding on to it, you have to address it. Um, if you can do that within yourself, great. But if it's with someone else, then especially if this is someone you plan to have in your life long term, um, you're going to need to be able to address it. Even even if it seems silly, even if it seems um, stupid, um, even if you don't think it will be received well, you're going to be holding on to that. And if you can't live with that, then you're going to you're going to hold on to that forever unless you just talk about it. And that's, that's yeah. what's, that's what's at stake. You either choose to hold on to it and be angry and hold that part of yourself and, or you choose to be like, okay, I'm going to deal with it. And dealing with it means, you know, talking about it, communicating about it, and seeing where it comes from. Cause at a point you can't do all the work, um, especially if it's, you know, a situation with someone else, you, you have to go to them and, and really figure it out. And it could take a year. It could take two years. As deep as the problem is, is um, you're going to have to spend more time figuring out where it comes from. It's, it's a process that you have to kind of uncover with time and effort. But also another fact is I feel like I do end up trying talking to the person they don't tend to understand what I'm trying to say. And it's happened with a lot of people, you know, it's, it's not only one person. I feel like, I don't know whether it's I'm unable to communicate or try to explain something to someone, but I'm, that's the way it feels, you know, like it feels like I can't, at this point, it feels like I can't explain something to someone and never understand me. Because no matter how many people I talk to, how many people I try to explain, they just don't get my point. It's like they're always trying to talk about something else. Maybe it's not, I'm not telling the right person. That's what I would at least try to tell myself now. But, you know, maybe it's me saying something wrong and me explaining it the wrong way, which I tend to not understand a lot. Sometimes you don't need to explain. Sometimes it's, it's, it's also that simple. I think especially, I think it's especially important for men. You need to be, as long as you can be comfortable with yourself and sit with yourself, it doesn't really matter what other people think or if you can explain your point to them. Unless it's, you know, okay, give, I'll give you an example. Like with my wife. There are some things I need to be able to explain to my wife because 
um, we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. We're raising a kid together. We need to be on the same page about certain things and be able to express each other and communicate to each other about things. But there are also things within the relationship that I don't need to explain to her. Um, I'm comfortable with how it is for myself. Things are working, so things aren't bad. Um, you know, it's not causing external problems or anything like that. I'm comfortable with it. That can be all that it is. Um, just knowing where you are on something and not, and especially like with friends, girlfriends, anyone who's not going to be in your life long term, you really have to, to determine is the energy and time worth trying to get my point across to this person even going to be, um, is it, is it, is it even worth it? And, and not in a sense of kind of like selfish, like, is it even worth it to talk to this person? But, um, you know, for the sake, but for the sake of yourself, you know, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. And that's what it is. That's what I've started doing a lot recently. Like, I don't tend to, like another example, like I got a massive, like it was a big relationship to me. Like it meant a lot to me. And, you know, the other half, started spreading things about me saying you know bad things obviously i wasn't perfect i understand that i wasn't perfect i wasn't the best but i did i tried to do my best and you know they started spreading things about me started saying things some weren't true a lot were true and i started getting a lot of hate for it. and after that i stopped trying to explain myself to people now, like, I have a small group, like, a small circle, but even I have the closest people to me, which I, I don't know if it's right or wrong. Um, I don't even tell a lot of things to the closest people to me because talking about this now, I feel like I have an issue with trust as well. Like, the closest people to me, I still don't tell them certain things about my life because I worry that they'll go to tell someone else because of that one relationship. Because I told, uh, like, I gave my, you know, my whole life to that person. And then they went and just told everyone about it. I don't know if it's better to, obviously, it's not better to keep everything inside. But I'm not too sure if I'm meant to tell people about how I'm feeling or not exactly with them, but just with myself. I don't know if I'm meant to tell them how I'm feeling with myself or am I meant to keep that to myself? That's what you, that's whatever you think. Um, if you feel like you need to talk, if you feel like you, you need to express something, go ahead and talk and express it. Um, if someone's not listening to you, that's not the person that you talk and express to. If someone's going out and telling other people, that's... That's a separate thing that you probably shouldn't be that probably shouldn't be your friend in the first place because you you cannot um you know friend you know it's friends don't do that but at the yeah. same time you should be comfortable to a point where if you did tell someone something and they told the whole world um you can stand you can stand proudly that's strength that's vulnerability if if you if you never give yourself the opportunity to be vulnerable you never give yourself the opportunity to be be strong either. Because if you can stand in front of people knowing and them knowing everything that you've done and all your weaknesses and you can still be um, maybe not proud is proud might not be the word, but 
still strong, kind of face it and say, okay, that might be true, but I'm getting better. I'm addressing it. And that's, that's just what it is. I think if, if that's where you're aligned at, then it's not really going to matter what other people, um, what people know about you or not, because you've addressed what you know about yourself and you're continuing to address it. And no one can really put you down for that. Now, if you did some shit that wasn't right and you're not trying to address it and um, you're continuing to do that stuff, then then people aren't going to like you. People don't want to hear it. People don't want to hear an explanation with um, without seeing you to work, you know, to to kind of fix it. But if you're working to fix it, that no, shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter whether people, whatever other people think, but it shouldn't matter to you because you're working to fix it. You're getting better. Um, at the end of the day, you're better off for fixing your own weaknesses or working on your own weaknesses. And I think part of that comes from telling people stuff, being vulnerable, uh, opening up, communicating, whether, um, and I think there's a point now, you know, you don't need to tell people everything, but you do need to, you need to communicate to people what they need to know about you so that you can continue to have a meaningful relationship with them. Now, if you can keep stuff from them or keep stuff inside, you don't need to say everything and the, the relationship still works. That's great. But if it's not working, that probably means you need some more communication. And it could be on the other person, too. Maybe they need to open up as well. So if everything's fine, then you just leave it as it is, basically. Yeah, pretty much. If everything's fine, it's fine. But you, right. you're the person who decides whether it's fine or not. Okay. And also, if you think everything's fine, or if you don't think everything's fine, and you've done all that you can do to try to make it as good as you can possibly do, um, and someone's not meeting you, uh, then that also is, that's not in your control anymore. You've tried to the best of your abilities to, to, You've done everything you can. Yeah. And at that point, especially in the relationship with like your mom, you know, I had I had a lot of issues with my mom as well. Um, you know, every conversation we had seemed to to lean towards some sort of direction. And I used to get really angry. I used to try to argue. I used to try to, you know, tell her things and we'd say a lot of words. It'd get real messy, get real chaotic, a lot of um just wasn't a good situation. And then, you know, one day I just kind of realized, you know, she's her own person with her own perspective. You know, I've tried my best to give her my perspective. We're not seeing eye to eye. Um, at some point, I'm going to just have to accept that that is, you know, what it is. I love her. She's my mom. And, but I no longer go there with her. I no longer get into those conversations, even when she tries or tries to kind of pull me back into something like that. You know, I just kind of shrug it off. I keep going in my own direction because at a point, that's going to hold you back from doing what you need to do. Um, you can still love her. You can still, you know, be her son and be a good son. But that doesn't mean you need to fall back into those same patterns. At a point, you're going to have to move on so that you can make progress for yourself. And whether that person chooses, whether it's your mom or someone else, that's going to have to be their choice in their own personal life, whether to do that. I understand, yeah. That's what I've at least tried to do now. They like the exact same thing with my mom. 
because my, my mom's a very verbal person. So what I used to do was, you know, answer back and continue with and try to get the last word. And now I feel like it's just better off to just leave it. Let her be her own person. I just feel like sometimes, you know, because I'm still living on one, you know, I still have a long time to go. If I see, if I think that she's doing something wrong, I tend to step in, but then I try to, you know, redirect, like say it in her words. Which obviously sometimes it does help, sometimes it doesn't, so I'm not sure. Um, but yeah. You're not sacrificing too much to you should speak up when you see something. You know, if that's if that's true to who you are, you wanna be you wanna be honest and you wanna say something or you 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 provide that love and care for the people that you do love and care for in that way, but you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be up to them to to listen. And yeah. I think you said what you need to say. You've made people aware of how you feel. Um, if they want to have a conversation to talk more, that's great. If not, you've done your part. You've done what you can. Yeah, I get that. Because I just don't want, because my mom and my grandma, they're the same, you know, they're the same people, same, uh, you know, personality and my grandma tended to lose a lot of people because of the way she acted. And now she's finally realized that. And I see my mom going in the same direction. And I don't want that for her. Because at the end of the day, obviously, I don't want my mom to be lonely. I don't want her to have issues. I want, you know, my mom to be perfect and everything to be fine with her. But I'm unable to communicate with her because everything just leads to an argument. She'll have to figure that out for herself. You know, I, 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 I truly understand where you're coming from with this. Um, I mean, that's your mom. But it's your mom's choice whether she continues that way. And ultimately, it's her choice whether to be lonely or to keep treating, you know, doing the same things that she's doing. And it's not, it's not your responsibility to fill that, to fill that gap as a son. Mm. Now, it might be your responsibility as a son, depending on what you think your responsibilities as a son are to speak up and say, hey, mom, you know, this is what I'm noticing. But other than that, it's not your it's not your job to fulfill that gap in her life. Because you're the son. And eventually, if you keep trying to do that, that's going to hold you back from growing into the man that you need to be. It's not easy, um, especially when you don't think people might be going in the right direction or, and especially when they're people that you, that you truly care about and you love. Um, but at the end of the day, the old saying, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You know, still continue to do everything that you can and come from the best, you know, place uh, that you can come from, but you're going to have to move on. There's only some. Yeah. Yeah, I understand.
I mean, I just feel like I'm not too sure. Back to like discipline and stuff like that. Um, the reason I started off trying to build discipline, trying to build everything like that is just to make my parents somewhat happy. Because obviously no parent would want their child not to have good grades or do well in school. That's the main reason I started trying to build discipline, but I kind of realized that it's more of doing it for myself at this point. Because as I'm getting older, I need to, I started to realize more things. Thankfully, at an early age, because I don't know if it's the same in the US, but here, you know, people at my age, all they think about is, you know, partying, going out, drinking, smoking, all that type of stuff. And thankfully, with stuff like that, I've realized that I shouldn't be doing those things. And I shouldn't be involving myself at all with those type of things. But I don't know, the one thing, you know, obviously as a, you know, as a teenager, I want to have fun and stuff like that. But a lot of the times I'm unable to have fun when I'm out because I'm worrying about, you know, what I should be doing instead to be more productive, uh, to be more like disciplined. For example, if I have a schedule, and I miss something, right? I don't, know, I don't stick to it. I start to panic. And like, yeah, I just start to panic and feel like, oh, you know, I've lost track again. And I kind of get, not disappointed, but like annoyed myself. You've kind of taken, I think that's the first, that's the first step. You know, you're, you're realizing the partying, the drinking, whatever, the hanging out all these other things that you're, these other people might be into just aren't for you or, or you don't, you know that those things aren't going to get you to where you want to be. And that's probably why you're feeling so much frustration with school. And because you realized this is not where my energy needs to be going. This is where my energy needs to be going. Um, but the friends that are hanging out, the doing the fun stuff, that's, that's really easy. It's easy for the energy to go in that direction. It's not easy for your energy to go towards school, especially being focused. You know, I, it, it doesn't sound like you're not, you're, you're not, fo you might be having a difficult time doing the school, but you're focused on school and soccer. Well, at least that's what you, you've told me. So it's not exactly, I don't think your problem is focus. I think you're, you're, you're dealing with the very real problem of, of shifting your energy in the direction that it needs to go in, which isn't an easy thing to do. You're going to get, that's the one understand yeah like the stuff with you know like energy and law of attraction and you know all of this stuff like that I've, I've studied a lot about it i've tried to learn a lot about it but it still doesn't make sense to me like i've tried to apply you know um a lot of the things from certain books i've read um and still sometimes it just doesn't work for me I don't know if I'm not doing something right or I am doing everything right, but I'm not realizing it. I just, I just, I don't get that, you know, um, staying on a, like a certain energy wave or whatever you call it. Well, you're still figuring it out. 
you shouldn't you, you shouldn't expect to have it you know read a book and then absorb it and then you just be able to apply it flawlessly like you said you 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 looked at jordan peterson stuff and i mean he, he spent a life building his career he spent a his a lifetime absorbing that reading that and trying to apply it um, you're not going to get it in a year you're not going to get it in a couple years um but what you can do is decide to kind of devote your life towards doing those things devote your life towards figuring it out getting through the challenges figuring it out because that's where the real meat of the you can read the book but until you go out and apply it and experience it that lesson's not going to be ingrained in you you're going to know of it you're going to have something to then go look for a direction to maybe look in but until you get that experience that hands-on stuff you know getting angry getting frustrated seeing what you do um that's where that's where you start to to make progress not saying the the reading and everything isn't progress that's that's huge becoming aware and then trying to find you know material to read or and information to to learn that's what you should do but it sounds like where you're having problems is implementing it you know going through it and that you're that's what you should be going through that's exactly what you should be going through. You should be getting angry and frustrated and you shouldn't be thinking that it's wrong as long as that anger or that frustration or, you know, not knowing what to do doesn't stop you from doing it. You know, obviously one thing I realized that stops me a lot is, just, you know, the phone, obviously, which is tough, but, you know, having Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that, I, there is a part of it which, like, obviously, I've I've thought about deleting TikTok and Instagram and all social media so many times to try and focus, but there's always that one aspect stopping me. Like, for example, like your videos, because you know, I go on TikTok, I watch those videos, and I get inspired by those videos, you know. And there's a lot of accounts, like motivational accounts, that help me with that stuff. But then there's also the side where where it's just endless, endless scrolling, you know where you're looking at things and you know what's the point if i didn't run a business on or if, if tiktok or instagram wasn't a part of my business strategy um i, I wouldn't be on there it's as simple as that i feel like i also feel like i'm wasting my time when i'm on there except for when i'm posting or doing something and I mean, if that's that way for you, I mean, delete it. See where that, and I think it, the Instagram, the, the, the endless scrolling, everything, you know, that's one thing. That's, you know, distraction. You, you can always decide not to pay attention to it, delete it, do whatever. But if you're not doing Instagram, TikTok, you're not hanging out with friends, you're not doing anything else because you're focused on soccer and you're focused on school, which you're going to need to, um, to play soccer and go professional, you're going to need to cut out everything that you possibly can you're not going to be able to waste any time at all because what you're doing only a select few people get to do and they only get to do it by putting all their time and energy there but i think if you're gonna forego all this stuff you're not going to be able to you know have fun in the traditional sense of, of what a high school kid should be doing um, you're going to need to find something else to that's fulfilling for you so it's not just school it's not just soccer. When you get frustrated, you have some sort of outlet. Um, I just go out and 
enjoy, basically. I'm not saying go out and enjoy, but I am saying find something that you do enjoy that doesn't uh, pose a threat to school or soccer. So yeah. that's getting out, going for a hike, you know, something like that, walking, journaling, meditate, meditation. Um, even though those things might not sound fun, um, I think the path that you're on, I think soon you, you're going to start realizing that fun things, the fun part is the, is getting better. Um, the fun part is kind of the dopamine. If, if you've, I'm sure you, you've, the do, you get dopamine, you get, you know, that sense of reward, you know, the, the same thing that you get from scrolling or watching TV or going out with friends, it's from the searching it's from the finding it's from the learning so like you 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 go on on instagram you scroll 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 but then you find a good video and you're like that gives you a dopamine hit you're like i found something here this is good all you need to do is switch the mechanism that's doing that you know your dopamine from instagram or hanging out with friends to um reading or searching for new information getting better at soccer figuring out school and it's way way harder to find it in those areas because those are way more difficult Later. areas of life. But if you can do that, the the reward that you receive from it is also it matches the difficulty. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. And there's obviously that aspect of me that still wants to be connected to that part of, you know, like um you want to have a social life. Not Social life, honestly, to me, um, I don't, I don't feel like a normal teenager. You know, I don't. Uh, for example, parties and stuff like that, I don't enjoy it. I'll be honest, I don't enjoy it at all. Um, social life, obviously, talking to my friends and stuff like that is good, but um, I'm way more comfortable when I'm at home. And I'm alone, you know, I'm sitting in my room doing something, even, even if it's on my phone, you know, I'm way more comfortable than I am if I'm going to a party. I don't, I don't like going to parties. I feel much more comfort in me being alone. What's the, what's the issue with that? I don't know. People make it to seem a lot of an issue. Like if, uh, for example, like, my dad you know like as much as he complains as uh to how much you know i spend on things because dubai it's not a cheap place you know like you have to spend a lot of money to if you want to go out as much as he complains um about me going out and you know the money i spend he complains way more if i'm just sitting in my room you know which that's why i think it's bad or, you know, I brought myself to think it's bad because I just get get shit from people for, you know, being alone, sitting in my room, doing my own thing, basically. Okay. What do you feel like is a better use of your time? Obviously, sitting home, I feel like, oh, because when I go out, 
I have fun with my friends. I'm enjoying myself, you know. But um, obviously, when I'm at home, I'm not enjoying myself as much. But um, there's still a little part of me that's enjoying myself. If I'm reading or something, you know, or if I'm just sitting at home watching a movie, I'm still enjoying myself, but not as much. But also, I feel like I'm improving more by just being at home, being with myself, being able to just sit with myself. You feel that way? That's probably, that's probably what you need to be doing, spending time alone, separating yourself from... I mean, because are your friends trying to play pro soccer? Obviously not. Even the ones that are trying to, you know, they haven't given up as much as I have. Like, <laughs> if I'm honest, the only reason I'm in online school is because I'm not able to go back to normal school. Because I've, me moving to Spain, I dropped everything. As soon as I got that opportunity, I dropped everything I had and I just left. You know, I was 15 years old. I was living with 20-year-olds, 22-year-olds. I, I dropped everything. You know, like, a certain aspect of me is really happy that I did that. And I'm, you know, sitting now, I'm, I'm really happy that I did that. You know, I'm, I'm seeing progress and everything, but also a certain aspect of me wishes that I didn't do it. I wish that I stayed in school, you know, wishes I just continued. Because now it feels like um, half of it's a fuck up and half of it's, you know, like a miracle. Focus on the half that's a miracle. Yeah, that's what I try to do. You know, I try to avoid uh, what people say that it's, you know, because also I've dealt with an injury. I've been dealing with an injury for, that's why I've come back. I've been dealing with an injury for a long time. And, you know, sometimes obviously people get those days where they sit down and they're like, why the fuck did I do this, this and that? And they're, you know, sad about things. And um, obviously I've had those days. And those are those days where I tend to think, why didn't I, why did I do it? Why didn't I just stop? Because, you know, it's not like, a, <laughs> the one annoying thing is that no doctor really knows a solution for my injury. Everything that I've done has been out of my own research. And every person that I go to has basically just told me, you know, like, nothing really we can do. And in a sense, I'm not too sure if you fully believe in God or not. I feel like, or the universe itself, like, I feel like the universe and God has put me in a situation to get through it. And if I do get through it, there will be a big reward. Because with anything in life, if you go through a lot of shit, you're going to have an amazing reward. If you do the right thing. Yeah, it seems uh, exactly how you need to be thinking about this situation. Um, I think that's that's where your discipline is going to come from. Everything that you do that is undisciplined or against what you should be doing is jeopardizing um, the opportunity that you've been given. And if you if you want to look at it in um you know, in a religious or a, in a religious sense, if God gave you this opportunity, um, everything that you do that's not disciplined or not aligned with that opportunity is um, wasting the opportunity that God gave you. If you're going to choose to do it, choose to get through it.
That's what you do each day. When you get angry, when you're not doing what you should be doing or when you could be using your time better, you just remember that and get back on track. Hmm. Even if you just have to sit with yourself and be angry, wait till it goes or wait till it subsides and get right back to the schoolwork. Take a break, get back to it. Take a breath, get back to it. And keep figuring out what's going to work better for you. Okay. It's helped a lot. Because I feel like I've had all of these thoughts, but I'm, I wasn't sure if it was the right thing to do. And like, actually talking to you actually helped um, refocus my mind and actually realize that this is the right thing to do. And all of those, you know, that one part of the mind that thought this is what I need to do has kind of taken over the part which just thought, you know, what if you shouldn't be doing this? What if you should be doing something else? So yeah, thank you for that a lot. Yeah. Every time you come to that, that point where you're asking yourself again, um, you know, you're asking yourself, is, is this right? Is this what I should be doing? Um, run through run through your own thought process like we had this conversation but your whole thought process was your answer to why you were doing it and when you get angry or when you just ask yourself why is you're just ask yourself why and go through it and then once you get to the conclusion you're right back on track this is why i'm doing it Mm -hmm. and that's why i gotta continue yeah all right man um I think that's about it, huh? That was perfect. Thank you very much. Of course. All right. Um, best of luck to you. Thank you. Is there any way of like, how should I say this? Continuing being able to speak to you or like getting in contact with you and stuff like that? Because honestly, I feel like I'm after this. I'm gonna do, the first thing I'm gonna do is delete TikTok and try to focus my energy in a different direction. I've already subscribed to, like, I've downloaded the app where you post, like, um, I forgot the name, but it's, like, Medium. I don't know. I'm not sure if you know what that is, but the app where you, you know. um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it just follows just basically a bunch of those accounts in you. Well, we... We're doing this for free now. We ran into a huge problem of, you know, it's for free, so people sign up. And then since it's for free, people don't show up to it. So yeah, that's yeah, the only uh, thing I love. Maybe about the 30 or 40 sessions we've set up, um, maybe 10 people have shown up. And all the 10 sessions have been, have been great. I've really enjoyed doing it. But I think to continue doing it, we are going to have to charge to reduce the amount of time that I'm wasting on the no-shows. Because if you do it for free, people are, you're going to have a million people signing up and no one's going to show up. Like, they just do it because, oh, they see something for free, they might as well. That's exa- I think that's exactly what people were doing. So I want to ask you, how much would you reasonably pay for something like this? Honestly, with the amount that I spend you know, on a weekly basis going out with my friends, I feel like if I ditch one day, I'd pay at least like, at least I'd pay $50 a month. 
but logically thinking, I'd pay around a hundred dollars. You know, that's what me going out. I can drop that. I don't care because this will benefit me more than you know going out and doing something I'm gonna forget in a week, anyways. Okay. Um, thank you. I'll take that in mind. And next time I uh, do a story or have the link up for this, um, I'll have that in mind when it's up. Yeah, perfect. All right, man. Um, thank you for the feedback. Yeah, thank you very much. That's perfect. Really good to talk. Um, hope we talk to you. And until next time, like I said, best of luck to you and uh, your journey. Thank you very much. Best of luck to you. All right. See you.